Welcome to another episode of the Fit as a Fighter podcast. My name is Trisha and I'm your host. And what I want to share with you guys today is a personal health update on my own postpartum journey. I am currently 11 months postpartum. I, a couple weeks ago, reached my pre-pregnancy weight, which I feel like is a big milestone as a postpartum mom. And I want to back up for a second and just say, you know, if you're listening, if you're a mom, whatever phase you're in, whether you have a newborn, whether your baby's the same age as mine, whether your kids are, you know, five, 10 years old or graduating high school, whatever stage of postpartum you are in, that is your own journey. And I think it can be so difficult as moms. We really we struggle with comparison. We compare ourselves so easily to where other people are at, at the same point in our journey. And it can be really difficult, you know? So I always want to give you guys the real view, the real story. That's why I wanted to do a podcast episode on this and not just put it in Instagram stories where a lot of the context can get lost. So yes, I did reach my pre-pregnancy weight. It wasn't without its challenges. (laughs) That's for sure. And could I have reached it faster? Probably, yeah. And are there things that maybe I knew what to do a little bit more than maybe somebody who's never worked with a coach or doesn't have a history of an athlete? Like, did I have some advantages here and there? Of course, you know? So I want to just be upfront with that and just letting you know that wherever you're at in your journey, it's your own time. It's your own journey. And just because somebody reaches their pre-pregnancy weight doesn't mean that everything is great. It doesn't mean that everything with their health is perfect. And that's why I wanted to share with you guys today because, you know, that's not the whole story here. Um, It's great that I reached my pre-pregnancy weight. Yay, me. Um, It's cool to see that number again especially after gaining 75 plus pounds and just not having the active athletic pregnancy that I imagined I would have. Uh, I did have knee surgery just before getting pregnant. So a lot of the early stages of my postpartum was still just getting back to knee rehab. If you know anything about ACL surgeries, it's typically nine months of rehab and recovery. But you know, during the nine months I was pregnant, only a couple of those months I could actually rehab. And I was on pelvic rest for most of my pregnancy because of placenta previa. Um, I also had COVID towards the end of my pregnancy. So it just, you know, between the massive weight gain, not being able to rehab my knee, the first couple months of postpartum for me were not focused on the bounce back. They were not focused on dieting. They were not focused on getting back to training three times a day like I was you know, previously when I was training for my fights. So that's where I was starting from. I was not starting from a place where I was physically capable of getting back into my old routine. You know, I just, I wasn't. So I think that was a blessing in disguise because if I hadn't have been injured, if I hadn't had, you know, a knee to rehab while coming back postpartum, I too would have probably fallen prey to the mindset of needing to rush back, needing to kill myself, needing to do something extreme to lose the baby weight, to bounce back. And instead, it forced me to take a slower journey, a slower approach that I'm actually very thankful for, because I think it did save me in a lot of ways from doing harm to my body, to my metabolism, um, you know, and, and all these other areas, 
um, because I did take it slower. So I wanted to, to just, you know, be upfront and give you guys that context so you understand like why it took as long as it did. And also know that like I am a, a health professional and I was a, you know, a professional athlete. So, you know, obviously it's a little maybe different from somebody like myself going into this journey versus somebody who's maybe never worked out in their life and has a baby and decides they want to, you know, lose the weight and get into shape, right? So just, I just say all of this just to say, you know, to not compare yourself. Like if you're 10 months postpartum and you didn't lose the baby weight, to not compare yourself to my journey, you know? But what I want to let you guys know is that even though I reached my pre-pregnancy weight, it is not the same pre-pregnancy body. And one of the reasons I do not want to continue to lose weight is because I lost a tremendous amount of muscle, which is very, very common during pregnancy, especially in the butt. So (laughs) a big part of my goal right now is to really just maintain my weight. I'm not interested in entering a diet phase. In fact, like I've talked about in previous podcasts, like I'm eating 2,300 calories a day, which is probably the most I've eaten in my life consistently, like on purpose, tracking my food and everything, like eating that much um, and losing weight. You know, it's just, I never thought that would be possible, but because I have spent this time eating more food, rebuilding my metabolism, training less, resting more, really taking care of myself better during this postpartum phase. Yes, it took longer, but I didn't have to do any extremes. I didn't have to cut my calories. I didn't have to do cardio. I didn't have to cut my carbs. I was able to lose this weight. I was able to lose like 65 pounds, 70 pounds all by eating at maintenance, taking care of my body, going to the gym two, three times a week. But in the beginning, it was home workouts, focusing on strength training, focusing on rehabbing my my injuries and things that were going on there, doing specific postpartum rehab exercises for my core, for my pelvic floor. So I spent a lot of time doing those things. And the other biggie is, you know, obviously like keeping active with steps. I go on a lot of walks with my daughter. I do work from home. So, you know, with working from home with a baby, it's there's no sitting, you know, it's constantly chasing her around, walking with her so I can take a phone call. Or if she's napping, you know, I'm sitting down for an hour. But other than that, I'm like moving, moving, go, go, go. So that's also a big part of it, you know, and not I'm not running three times a week, but I am getting a lot of steps, a lot of movement in. Um, And then as far as like my nutrition goes, you know, eating 2300 calories, it's may seem like a lot of food. But I guarantee you, if you really were accurate for a full week, like tracking your food, really like everything, every bite, lick, taste, you would probably not be too far off from that, right? So a lot of people get shocked in the beginning and are like, oh my God, I can never eat 2,000 calories. Please don't tell me I have to eat 2,000 calories when I start working with you. And guys, you know, if you had told me five years ago that I was going to eat this much and lose weight, I would say you're crazy. It's something that took time for my body to build up to. It's something I intentionally did, but I also do it in a way where I'm eating nutrient dense food. Yes, sometimes I have pizza, which I did yesterday and I shared in my Instagram stories. And yes, sometimes I eat cookies or I have Thai food or, you know, whatever things that I eat with my family or friends. But for the most part, it is nutritious foods that I eat that I enjoy eating every single day. So that's another big part of it too, you know, knowing knowing what my body needs, you know, knowing how much protein I should be eating every day. Like those are all things that have also supported my journey. So that's, that's kind of the, the what's going on as far as like how I've gotten to this point. And now that I'm here, 
the other thing I wanted to tell you guys. So yes, I've lost a lot of muscle. Part of my goal is to build more muscle. I don't want to lose any more weight right now, but I would like to in the future because where I'm at now, pre-pregnancy, also again, asterisk for context here, pre-pregnancy weight is post-knee surgery weight, which is post-preparing for a fight just before I got injured. (laughs) So I'll just go ahead and give you guys the numbers here. So when I was, uh, it was October of 2020, the year of the pandemic, I was preparing for a professional fight in Invicta. I was three weeks away, okay? It was Halloween or the day before Halloween. I can't remember, 30th or 31st, whatever that Saturday was. And I tore my ACL. On that day, I was 136 pounds, which is, you know, probably on the lower end of like what my weight would be that far or start that close to fighting. Um, I did fight at 125 pounds, so I would do a little bit of a water cut, but to be three weeks out from the fight at 135 pounds, I was very, very lean um, compared to what I usually would walk around at. So once I injured my knee, from that point to when I had the knee surgery to when I became pregnant, I gained 20 pounds. So I went from 136, very, very lean, low body fat to, you know, basically having very minimal movement, a little bit of prehab, but then being on my butt for almost a whole month after ACL surgery, then going home for the holidays, getting pregnant, (laughs) coming back. And, you know, the day I took my pregnancy test, I was 155 pounds. So, you know, 155 pounds is where I'm at now. But typically when I was, let's say I wasn't preparing to fight in three weeks, I'd be walking around 145 to 150. So would I like to get back down there eventually another five or 10 pounds? Absolutely. But here's the butt. And it's besides the, you know, the muscle, which obviously I want to build back my muscle. But the other thing I noticed is, you know, lately I have been feeling like a train ran over me by 11 a.m. every day. Now, this isn't just general motherhood fatigue because yes, that's part of it. I am chasing around an almost one-year-old all day. I am still breastfeeding, which is also part of the reason why my calories are higher to continue to support that. But as she is taking in more food, we're starting the weaning process naturally. You know, it's going to be a gradual process that I'll be doing, but sorry, if you can hear cars, I'm walking in my neighborhood. Um, (laughs) But, you know, because of that, obviously my hormones are all over the place all over the place. So knowing that, you know, I I understand that that does affect my energy. It does affect my fatigue. It does affect a lot of different things, but I didn't want to just accept that that that's just how it is, you know, and just chalk it up to like, Oh, it's my hormones because I know that there are things I could always be doing better. Yes. I lost the weight. Yes, I'm getting stronger. Yes, I'm doing a lot of things right. But I also know there's things that I could be doing better nutritionally. I could be paying more attention to my own vitamins, my own supplements, my own, you know, supporting my stress, having better quality sleep, having a better nighttime routine. Like these are all things I know. I'm I'm human, guys. Like I, I slack on these things too. So I, you know, to hold myself more accountable, I hired a, a you know coach, a dear friend of mine, to help me, and I got my labs drawn, did some blood work and she was able to go through a whole review of that today with me and to give you the long story short you know a lot of it was 
because of breastfeeding. You know, this hormone's down, this hormone's down because prolactin is up because you're breastfeeding, you know, yada, yada. But there were several that made sense to why I was feeling so fatigued, such as, you know, having low iron, having low vitamin D, things like that, where, you know, really it's because maybe I'm lacking them nutritionally. I haven't been as intentional with those certain foods I've been eating or the combinations of foods or my body's really not absorbing them because I'm missing a certain element. So it was really, really good to to see, you know, the areas that I can improve on. And the other really cool thing that we talked about is, you know, um, you know, obviously as a mom, as a business owner, you know, as a wife, as a daughter, like all of the different hats we wear, of course, there's a lot of stress, you know, there's a lot of stress. And even though we can internalize stress, we can, you know, a lot of us, we have a lot on our plate and we just handle it. I think as women and as moms, we're used to just handling it. And so I could say like, ah, I'm not that stressed compared to other times in my life. There's nothing really significant going on that's really stressing me out, but there's still a lot of stressors and letting that build up also affects the hormones and it affects how I'm feeling every day. It affects my fatigue. So we also talked about some strategies of, you know, just deep breathing techniques that are going to help my nervous system calm down, taking cold showers or doing like an ice bath. Uh, If you're an athlete, like you're really familiar with these. So today, when I was feeling super fatigued, even after two cups of coffee, like was just still like could have slept for three hours, but couldn't because I have a baby. (laughs) As soon as she went down for a nap, I jumped in a cold, cold, cold freaking shower and I felt like a million bucks. (laughs) So, you know, these are just things I'm sharing with you guys just to be transparent and tell you it is not all about the freaking number. You know, you see somebody on Instagram and they say, oh, I'm pre-pregnancy weight. Oh, I bounced back from having the baby or, oh, I'm at this weight or I lost this many pounds. There's always more to the story. There's always more to the story. And, you know, maybe for some people, it's great. They do it and they, and they feel great. But I know for some women, maybe they reach their pre-pregnancy weight or lower, but they're, they're, they lost so much muscle that they, they don't like how small their legs are. Or, you know, they used to have like a, you know, a, a juicier butt and now the butt's gone. Or even worse, you know, some postpartum moms that rush back too quick, they have very serious issues with their pelvic floor and their core. Maybe they have very severe diastis recti, which makes their belly protrude, making it still look like they're pregnant, even though they're not, even though they've lost weight, their belly still sticks out. Or even worse, you know, having still symptoms where if you jump or you sneeze or you run, how many times have you heard women say like, oh, it's normal that you pee after you have babies? Like I heard that growing up all the time. Like, oh, it's normal when you do jumping jacks as a mom, you're going to pee yourself. Guys, that is not normal. (laughs) If you have that going on, please see a pelvic floor therapist. That is not normal. That is not normal. Or a prolapse, right? Organ prolapse where you feel like maybe stuff's falling out down there and maybe it is. So these are all serious consequences that can happen if you don't come back correctly or if you don't get things assessed properly before you come back as a postpartum mom to exercise, to doing athletic movements again. So again, I say this as just a general like, you know, PSA that there's always more to the story. So yes, I'm super proud of my postpartum postpartum journey. I'm super happy about reaching my pre-pregnancy weight, but I have a lot of work to do. I have a lot of work to do. Reducing and managing my stress, supporting my, my body more, making sure I'm getting the micronutrients, not just hitting my macros, just like I teach my clients. Yes, calories are important, but also food quality is important because 
you know, there's a reason why I'm feeling like crap. There's a reason why I'm feeling run down and tired. And I have to be like a detective for myself and see like, what else could I do? Could I improve my food quality? Could I support myself better and create a better routine to manage my stress? Do deep breathing, taking cold showers, reducing the amount of caffeine I'm drinking. Like, you know, are there things I can do? And yes, there are. And that's what I'm going to be doing. So I wanted to share that with you guys. So you don't just see the number. You don't just see, you know, the, the, the pictures on Instagram and, you know, I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of anybody that also does that. But also, you know, there's the biggest room in the world is the room for improvement, right? So that is why I wanted to share this with you guys, just to be transparent, to show you, I don't have it all together, right? I don't have my shit together. I'm still working on myself and the journey never ends. The journey doesn't end when you reach your weight loss goal. You don't just achieve it and then you're there forever. It's a constant, never-ending improvement journey you have to be on if you want to maintain your health, if you want to feel your best. And if you truly do want to feel your best and always continue to be better, the journey doesn't stop. It doesn't stop when you hit that number. It doesn't stop when you, quote, bounce back from having the babies. So... I just wanted to, you know, share this message with you all. And if you're a mom, if this resonated with you, please, you know, reach out, share your story, share where you're at in your journey. I would love to hear about it. I would love to help however I can. And, you know, I, I'm in the midst of still working on my own postpartum, um, you know, postpartum nutrition coaching, um, you know, fitness coaching certification, because I just feel like this is such a missing piece in the postpartum motherhood world where, you know, when we have our babies, we get one six week checkup and that's it. Then they say, good luck, go back to all your activities, you know, and we're left kind of lost. Like, well, what do we do? Do we go back to doing everything we did before? Nobody takes into account how our pregnancy was, how our labor was, how, how was our mindset? What kind of support do we have? You know, did you have any symptoms or what symptoms do you have now? Like there's really, the doctors don't check these things unless you're seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist, you're already ahead of the game. But if you just go to your normal OB, they're going to, you know, take one little look at inside of you, spread your legs, take one quick look. Okay. Everything's good. How you feeling? Good. Uh, do you want birth control? Yes. No. Okay. See you later. See you for your yearly checkup. Like give you a pamphlet and get out of, get out of here. <laughs> like that's what the postpartum care is here in the U S at least. So, you know, that's why I want to keep this conversation going, um, share my journey, you know, and this is just the beginning, just because I reached a pre-pregnancy weight. That's just one marker of my health, you know? And again, I'm working on my physical strength. I'm working on my mental health. I'm working on, you know, supporting my, my thyroid and my hormones and all of these little things. And I will definitely keep sharing with you guys what I learned along the way. So, you know, to everybody listening, thank you so much for being a part of it. Uh, again, if this resonated with you, if you liked it, if you have questions or feedback, like send me a message. I love to keep the conversation going. If you want me to share more about what's going on with my journey or with breastfeeding or with, you know, anything motherhood or fitness related that I'm doing personally, please let me know and we can keep talking about it here in the podcast as well. So that is it, guys. I will leave you guys at that. I hope you all have a great day, night, week, whenever you're listening and stay tuned for the next episode, everybody. Thank you so much and uh, have a great rest of your day.